Hi friends, thanks for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. My name is Kathy and I'll be your host for today. Today I want to give you some scriptures. I want to give you some Bible verses about blessings. This is the word of the Lord, so I want you to get your pens and pen and paper out or just replay this episode. We got to remember that blessings are often associated with protection and happiness. God wants us to be blessed. He's protecting us. He's guiding us. He's giving us hope. And here's a few scriptures that are my favorite that I want to share with you on how God blesses us. In Philippians chapter 4:19, God says, "And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus." James chapter 1 verse 17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation of or shadow due to change Luke chapter 6 verse 38 Give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be put into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Isn't that a beautiful pro- promise from God? Give and it will be given to you. Those are God's words. We got to remember, my friends, that God's words never fall to the ground. They never return back void. And God is a good and loving God. And that's why he left the Bible for us to give us instructions that we can read it daily. We can apply it to our lives and we can know what it is that he wants us to do. Numbers chapter 6 verse 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God is the giver of peace. He's not the author of confusion. That comes from the enemy, okay? God is a God of peace. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I want you to get a visualization of that. God is basically telling us right here in this scripture for us not to be fearful, for us not to be scared or afraid. God says, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. God is letting us know that he's there to help us. And he holds us in his right hand. That's a beautiful illustration and visualization right there. Chapter 3. Three, John. I mean, number three, John, for chapter one, verse two. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Man, that's a good word right there. That's a rhema word that's coming them alive. Can you see that? Rhema word, rhema, the word rhema means that it comes alive. It jumps out at you. When God speaks a word, that word becomes alive. 
living. It becomes new. It becomes alive. And God is letting us know that when we please the Lord, He makes even our enemies be at peace with Him. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7, And the peace of God which suppresses all understanding will guard your heart and the minds in Christ Jesus. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, a lot of people think, Kathy, they'll be asking me, Kathy, why do I need a tithe? You know, the church just wants my money. No, this is a promise and a blessing from the Lord. And God gives his word. It says in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. In other words, God says, test me in this. Test me in your tithe. Now, keep in mind, my friends, God doesn't need your money. You know why? Because he's the God of the impossible. He owns everything. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. And he owns it all. He owns the heavens. He owns the earth, the universe, the stars, space, galaxies, He owns it all. He doesn't need nothing from you. But he's letting us know. Let us give faithfully. Give what's his, which is the tithe, and that he will open up the heavens and pour out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain. Man, that's a good word right there. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, the last one I'm going to share with you. Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. God wants us to know that He wants us to be blessed. A lot of people think in life that when you become a Christian that it's going to be boring, when you become a Christian that... You're not really successful or or God's not going to let you uh, succeed in life. But that's the whole total opposite. When you become a Christian, you got to learn how to serve. Come on now, I'm preaching. You got to learn how to serve. When you become a Christian, because we are servants, we of God. We're servants of God. So when you become a Christian... And I'm not using the word Christian lightly because a lot of people go out there talking, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But then their actions totally go against what the Bible says. When you're a Christian, you're going to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. You're going to repent of your sins. You're going to declare yourself a sinner and you're going to ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. When you're a Christian... You find a local church, a good Bible-believing local church that's Holy Ghost Spirit-filled. And if you don't know what Holy Spirit-filled means, go to Acts chapter 2, and I want you to read that. That's when the Lord poured out the Spirit upon His disciples and everybody that was in the upper room. And that's a heavenly language where the person that's filled with the Holy Spirit is directly talking to God in one-on-one conversation. After you give your life to Christ and you find a good local Bible church, you need to get baptized. Now, I know some of you that are listening may have been Catholic and you were sprinkled 
on your forehead with water as a child, that's not the same thing as baptism. Baptism in the Holy Spirit and in God is when you go to your local church and the pastor there asks you if you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and you want to follow him all the rest of your days and you declare an oath and say yes, that you're making God Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and he baptizes you in water it may be in a lake it may be in a bathtub it may be up at church in front of the congregation Uh, but you get baptized and you're declaring when the pastor is holding you and asking you to profess your faith that you're accepting Jesus Christ, that you're a sinner and you repent of your sins and he grabs you and he puts your whole body into the water and when you come back up, it's a declaration to the Lord Jesus Christ that you're an old man and you become a new creation, a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away and now that you're a new creation in Christ, you become new you become new and God wants you to be blessed once you become baptized you need to start praying or ask that pastor at the church that's why I specifically said find a good Holy Spirit filled church that means speaking in tongues where they have the gift of prophecy they have the gift of speaking in tongues you can look that up in Acts chapter 2 And the reason why I say this, because God asks us to be born in the Spirit, and and that's the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and you're blessed with speaking in tongues or interpretation of tongues. Now, there's a difference, the two gifts. Speaking in tongues is when you have a heavenly language, and you're praying in a congregation, and you're lifting up praises to the Lord and you begin to speak in tongues there's always got to be someone else that has to interpret it either it could be you yourself or another church member in the congregation that will interpret it for the church to let them know and give a divine revelation a divine word of God of what God is speaking to the church today interpretation of tongues is someone that hears the Holy Spirit, someone that's hearing the other person or maybe that person themselves speaking in tongues, and then they tell the congregation what the Lord is saying. So there's two different things. God wants us all to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In his word in the Bible, it says, in the last days, my daughters and sons shall prophesy. Prophesy means where you begin to prophesy the good and marvelous things that God has done. The miracles. Um, You want to prophesy God's returning, His second coming. Prophesy about the rapture. You know, these are all different things that the Lord wants us uh, to be blessed with. Once you begin to get filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants you to find that good local Bible, Holy Spirit-filled church, and continue to go to church. Whether it be on a Sunday, a Saturday, and a weekly Bible studies, He wants you to grow in Him. He wants you to grow in Him. Get together with other family members that are saved. And if your family members aren't saved, perhaps He wants you to be the one to lead them. To lead them to know about Jesus Christ. 
You may be thinking, well, Kathy, I just got saved about two months ago, and I don't know all the Bible. I don't know all the Word. How am I going to get my family members saved? Easy. You start talking to them about Jesus. If you don't understand the Bible, you can get the NIV, which is a pretty basic uh, Bible to, to be able to understand. And you live in translation is really good. The Message Bible, I know a lot of my listeners are out there reading a kid's Bible, and that's okay. Why? Because it breaks it down to get the full understanding. Now, if you're a new new Christian and you just got saved and you just started reading the Bible, I would not suggest the King James Version because that one's going to be a little bit harder for you to understand. There's a lot of thy and and it's just going to be a little bit confusion confusing for you so just read get a kid's bible and start from there get into the word start praying at home when you get in your vehicle going to work start praying if you work from home pray at home going to the grocery store you can pray coming back from work you can pray going to go pick up your kids or if you're going to college it doesn't matter where you're at Wherever you pray, just pray because God sees you. The Bible says his eyes run to and fro throughout the land. And guess what? The Bible also says that the Lord uses the earth as a footstool. Now picture it. Picture it. I want you to close your eyes and picture what I just said. And that's what God says. He uses the earth as a footstool. Basically, he's using the earth as an ottoman. Now that's a pretty big ottoman. The earth is really huge. That's a pretty big ottoman. That's the big God we serve, the mighty God we serve. So when you're sitting there and you feel like the enemy, now remember the enemy is Satan. The enemy is the devil. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. If you're feeling like you're getting attacked in your finances or you're getting attacked at your job or you're getting attacked, and by attacked I mean where you lose despair, you lose hope, you're getting depressed, you're getting discouraged, you're feeling down, or you're asking yourself, why are all these other people getting blessed? I'm a good person. How come I'm not getting blessed? God sees your heart. Remember that, my friends. God sees your heart. He's not looking at your outer appearance. He doesn't care, you know, if you're a billionaire or if you're an at-home staying mom. He doesn't care. He's looking for the heart. Who's going to serve him? Who's going to worship him? Who's going to adore him? Who's going to follow him? Come on now, I'm preaching. Now, you got so many people that will take the time to go out to a football game, a movie, a restaurant, to spend two hours of their time with friends, but then yet they don't want to go to church and spend one hour in church. Come on now. Anybody going to say amen? It's true. It's true. Some... The other day, I remember someone telling me, Kathy, you don't understand my story. You don't know what happened to me when I was little. You know, I had a hard time. I just felt all these attacks, spiritual attacks. I just felt so down, defeated. And I kept asking, where's my God? You know, why would my God let this allow this to happen to me? And they truly thought that God abandoned them. And I showed them the scripture that says, God will never leave you nor forsake you. We got to remember, my friends, God doesn't run from us. We do. We do. So I want to ask you, are you running from God? 
Is there something in your life that you feel that God isn't able to fix or he can't handle? Remember, the Lord doesn't give us more than we can handle. God is a good God. So instead of focusing on that problem, instead of focusing on that addiction, instead of focusing on that divorce, instead of focusing on that toxic relationship, instead of focusing that you didn't get that promotion and your coworker did and they didn't have that much tenure there at work, focus on the problem solver, not on the problem. Because when you start getting your mind focused on God, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So what's your desire? Perhaps your desire is to get married and have kids. Perhaps your desire is to get a college education, a college degree. Maybe your desire is to be your own boss one day. Maybe your desire is to have your own company. Whatever it is, it whatever it is that you desire, I want you to put your trust in God and start praying and saying, Lord, I'm here. I want you to use me. I repent of my sins. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Help me make a way where there is no way. Teach me, Lord, how to love me, love you. Show me the way, Lord. Make a light unto my path. And he will. The Bible says when you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Now remember, we're all human. We're all, we're all of the flesh. People are going to let you down in your life. Your family may let you down. Your spouse may let you down. Your siblings, your children may let you down. Your friends, your co-workers. But there's one person who never lets you down, and that's God. And he's waiting. He's waiting. So the minute that you wake up in the morning, your first response should be, thank you, Lord, that you gave me another day to live. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me another breath of life. What is it that you want me to do today for you, Lord? Think about that. That's a simple question. What is it that you want me to do for you today, Lord? And God will begin to speak to you. He'll speak to you in visions. He'll speak to you in dreams. He'll speak to you through other people. Now remember, just because someone prophesies to you or gives you a prophetic word, you got to go straight to the Bible and make sure that it aligns to what the Bible's saying. If it's anything contrary to what the Bible's saying, that's not a true prophet, that's not a true pastor. If they're taking you away from the Lord and not drawing you to the Lord, that's not a good church for you to be in. Come on now. Everybody has one life here on earth. And the Bible says we're all but a vapor and a snap of a finger. That's it. We're all here but a brief time and in a snap of a finger. You're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. The way to get to heaven is by letting the Lord know that you're a sinner and asking him to come into your heart and for him to be Lord of your life. For those that mock God, for those that reject God, for those that don't believe in God, they're not going to have a hope in eternity because when they draw their last breath, the next very breath that they're going to see is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And they're going to hear, depart from me, you wicked sinner, I never knew you. And spend eternity in hell with the devil and demon forces. Hell is real, my friends, and so is heaven. God doesn't put anyone in hell. The people choose themselves to go there. Come on now. 
God gives us what's called free will. There's permissive will, perfect will, free will. Free will is where you're saying, oh, I have another day. I don't want to go to church. Oh, I'll just wait till tomorrow. The Bible says tomorrow's not promised. You don't even know if you're going to be here tomorrow. You don't. So my advice to you is get in the word, accept Jesus Christ into your heart, stay faithful to him. Because in the end, everyone is going to die. Everyone on earth one day will die. And you're only going to go to two places, either heaven or hell. And you're going to spend the rest of your eternity there. You can spend in heaven with all the angels, with the disciples, with God, and live in eternity in paradise. Or you're going to spend eternity in hell with the devil and his demon forces. Demons will attack you. They will torment you. There's darkness. There's no light. There's no peace because there's no God in hell. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for everyone that's listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. Once again, my name is Kathy, and I'll be your host for today. I want to just ask you, if you never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, I want you to repeat after me. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner, and I repent of my sins today. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be Lord of my life. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on the demon forces. And I ask you to be my Lord. I believe you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. And three days later, he rose again. I believe that the Bible in John 3, 16, that your word says, Whosoever believes in God shall not perish but have everlasting life. I thank you that as I accept you to be Lord and Savior that you're writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life, which is a big book in heaven that has everyone's name that accepted Jesus Christ. I ask you to give me the will and give me the strength to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Bible says that even when one soul repents, when one person repents and calls himself a sinner and asks Jesus Christ to come into their heart, that all the angels up in heaven are rejoicing. They're rejoicing. They're rejoicing over you. They're rejoicing over you. When you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, that's going to be the best decision you ever made in your life. It's the best decision you ever made in your life. And I pray that any of you that accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, that you'll tell your family, you'll tell your friends, you'll tell your co-workers, hey, I'm a new creation in Christ. I just accepted Jesus Christ into my heart today. And I know that on February 5th that he wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And one day God will call you home. You'll take your last breath on earth and your next breath will be on heaven seeing Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of the world, face to face. And you're going to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of heaven and you're going to be able to walk the streets of gold. And he promises a mansion. He promises a mansion. Jesus has many mansions in heaven. You're going to be doing many things in there. Different crowns on your head and everybody's going to know what you did here on earth. But if you die 
without accepting Jesus Christ into your heart, you will spend the rest of your eternity separated from God in total darkness with the devil and demon forces, and you will not get a second chance. So your life on earth matters. I want you to understand that, friends. Your life on earth matters. Every second, every minute, every hour, every week, every month, every year matters to God. He sees every tear in Psalms 56, 8. He holds them in a bottle. He sees every person that ever belittled you, that put you down, that talked bad about you or gossiped about you or spread rumors or false lies about you. He sees it all. He sees every hidden conversation behind your back. God's a good job. God, he will fight the battle for you. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give all your anxieties, all your worries, your depression, your discouragement. Give it to God. Let him be the hope of your life. Let him be the one to turn the situation around in your favor. In your favor. God loves you so much. He's never going to give up on you. He's going to continue to send people in your path until you accept him, until you receive him. There are so many people in hell right now that are wishing that they had a second chance on earth. Why? So that they could receive Jesus Christ. But they're not going to be able to do that. It's too late for them. But it's not too late for you. If you are alive and you are breathing and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, it is not too late for you. Now is the time. God had you listen to this podcast. God has a plan for your life for such a time as this so that you can be saved, so that you can spend eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he believes in you. That's how much he wants you. The Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. He sticks closer to a brother, closer than a friend. God wants to show you that he's omnipresent, where he's present everywhere at once. He can hear everybody's conversation. He knows exactly what you're doing. You can't hide And play hide and seek with God. You cannot run away from God. Because if you have a calling on your life, He will call you until you fulfill His will. Until you fulfill His promise. God has wonderful things in store for you. If you just allow Him to come into your heart. I want to thank you so much for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. Thank you for everybody that's listening all over the world. Please subscribe. Please share this with your family members, your friends, your co-workers. You know, we don't want, God doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sin, for all our sins. The Bible says that nobody's perfect on earth, that all have fallen short of the glory of God. So if you're worried about stepping into a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled church because you're worried about how you're dressed or you're worried about your past, once you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you become a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away. God's not going to look at your past. He's going to look at your future. Because he sees the end from the beginning. He knows what you're supposed to be. Come on now, I'm preaching. He knows what you're supposed to be. Man or woman will look at your outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. And God's saying for you today, come to me, all 
you who are heavy laden. That means all you that are filled with worry, all you that are filled with doubt, all you that are filled with anxiety, come to me and lay your problems at my precious feet. Did you know that your prayers become a sweet fragrance into the very nostrils of God? Every time you pray, your prayers become a sweet fragrance to the nostrils of God. And he's up there and he's listening. He's listening. He's listening to you. He longs to hear your voice. And he's saying, here I am. Here I am. He's the God of the great I am. Here I am. Thank you so much for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. I hope everybody's having a great weekend. I hope everybody had a great week. Just know that we're still praying for you guys. We're lifting you up in prayer. Thank you so much for subscribing. Please share this with your friends and family. And I'll be putting up a new episode soon. God bless. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.